Loving Beyond the I Do podcast is produced and sponsored by LegendaryRelationship.com. All things marriage, all the time. Welcome to episode number 26 of Loving Beyond the I Do podcast with your hosts, Jason and Tina Marie. We're shaking things up this week. We have 10 single guests talking about love, relationships, and marriage from their point of view. These young individuals are here to express how they feel about marriage, relationships, and love from a single perspective. This was very insightful, but I have to let you know, it gets real busy. It's 12 of us in this conversation, so you're going to have to try to keep up. It's a lot going on, but I think you're going to get a lot from it. They have some real good perspectives. But like I said, it is 12 people talking. Let's go ahead and introduce all of our guests. On the ladies' side, we have Keitsa Scott, Brittany Franklin, Imani Brown, Maya Franklin, Lanisha Lightning, Danae Lightning. On the men's side, we have Jason Scott II, Chris Johnson, Jeremy Scott, and Armani Humbert. So I can't wait to get into it. You guys are going to enjoy. Cue the music. Welcome to Loving Beyond the I Do Podcast. This power couple is building stronger marriages one day at a time. Talking about real issues on love, relationships, and marriage longevity. Let's break down the barriers and engage in healthy conversation with your hosts, Jason and Tina Marie. Take a seat and buckle up because things are about to get real. Hey, hey, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to Loving Beyond the I Do podcast. So today we have a panel of young folks speaking about relationships. Now, I may be able to relate on marriage and relationships from many different aspects, but I'm just trying to get an understanding on uh, how the younger generation views relationships. So we're here to answer questions, ask questions, find out how they feel, what they think, and what is intriguing them about relationships. Without any further ado, let's welcome everybody to the show. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, everyone. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. Let's get this conversation started. It's some some things that I'm interested in. Anytime I talk to a young um, person, they always say that relationships are complicated. I don't understand (laughs) this complication (laughs) that you guys are having with your relationships. All right. So can somebody help me out with that? We want to take it. Come on, anybody. I I see heads shaking. I think that relationships are complicated now because a lot of it has to do with, like, social media and things, like Instagram, Facebook. Everybody want to post everything, you know, and that's fine. But it opens you to, like, a lot of criticism and a lot of, like, judgment or even preconceived, like, notions like relationship goals and you think you got to be away and... You just be trying to juggle that and then what's going on because like when you like somebody and loving somebody is a lot anyway and then you feel the pressure. So I guess that's what complicates some things right. for me. So okay. do you think that social media is adding to the fault of relationships or that is just putting a spotlight on what's going on? I think it's just blowing up people's spots for real. You can post y'all memories, y'all can, but I don't think it benefits the relationship really so so what my understanding from Danae is social media is creating more harm in your relationship than it is good something's complicating I, I, right. this thing so let's see what what do you think is the I complication 
I agree with the whole like social media thing because I feel like people make that their relationship goals, if you will. So it's like, oh, I want to be like Kim and Kanye or J and B or whatever, or your friends. Like you don't see the bad parts of the relationship. People only post the good stuff. So when you see that, you're like, oh yeah, like they on trips. And it's like, you don't know that they was just, you know, in a domestic abusive relationship. You don't know that they cuss each other out before they get to the airport. Like, you don't know that last. So I think we only see certain things via the culture. So I think that makes us think that that's what we want, but that's where the complications of the work come in relationships because you don't see the work that you put in, you just see, oh, we invoke. So why are you all taking your cue from social media? So why are you looking at other relationships saying, I want to be like that instead of just saying, oh, it's nice that they have that and still build your own. Like, why are you all looking at what they have and trying to emulate it? I don't understand that. I, I believe that. Like I believe that's just um because it's a lot of, I mean, that's what, the generation now is always looking at. And that's my opinion. You know, I feel like people overcomplicated. <laughs> and, and that's mainly because they're expecting what is not really their partners doing, right? It, they're, they're expecting everything that's coming from social media instead of expecting who Reality. they just got into the relationship with. Yeah. So so I feel, I feel like people just complicated too much and they they think that things are supposed to be a certain way when in reality, you just have to have a talk with your partner and figure it out together instead of just, you know, one assuming one thing and then the other assuming another. Are you all thinking that because you see these relationships on social media that yours should be the exact same way? I'm trying to get the connection here. I feel like, uh, for me, I feel like some people are just like naive and like ignorant as far as relationship goes because they see these movies and things like that and it's like, Oh, I think love's supposed to be like that. Oh, I think, you know, a relationship's supposed to be like that. So when they go into a relationship and they see it's not them all being all, you know, in love, it's some real, some real problems that, you know, come with that, then it's like they're not ready for that. They don't know how to handle that. So that's why they say I feel like I feel like it has to do with so oh, uh, what was the couple's name on Greece? It was something in Donnie. What was the girl's name? Right. <laughs> right. So Sandy, on, so like Sandy and Donnie. And like, okay, so like you, growing up, you watch Greece, right? So growing up, that relationship has shaped your view of relationships, whether you liked it or not. Like it has some type of impression. Imagine mm-hmm. Sandy and Donnie every single day, 24-7, you have access to that. You see it all on your feed. And like, imagine how that actually like influences how you view relationships and how complicated things can actually get by seeing the perfect relationship always put in, being put on display. Because now it's not movies, it's actually like social media. Okay, right, did you look, but did you see their relationship though? Their relationship right, in right. the beginning was not, that- It's it, not just- It didn't work. I'm a, all right, I'm gonna say this. So kind of like how Martin, right? Martin had a relationship with Gina. So right. I was watching that and now like, like I, I wanted that type of relationship. I wanted to have, you know, fun, you know, uh, crack jokes, things like that. And I realized- <laughs> That's not what it's going to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that was scripted. Or, or like, like, that's just, like, that's fake. Right. That's, that's or like, when I when I grew up, I was watching Boy Meets World, so like, I always wanted, like, a Corey and Topanga type of relationship, but, like, that's also fake. I, 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 put, I, I, didn't even, I didn't even get to watch the part where they, like, grew apart and, like, got old, so, like, I was in the beginning seasons, you know, real, real puppy love type thing, so. In movies and TV shows and things like that, everything that okay. you know, people are watching, they leave out the real. Okay, but you. Yeah. But again, you're looking. I understand that. But so when you meet a girl, like I'm just not getting the complicated. Well, part. in your mind, you have well, an idea. The very beginning of like okay. So I was just saying the general getting to know people is the mm-hmm. complicated part. People don't want to be right. with people. People don't want to like 
truly express themselves and state who they really are from the very beginning. People are not authentic. Ooh. People ain't trying to go for longevity. Like our love is blind. Yeah, he like, didn't want to admit that he was bisexual. Like people want to just completely show you a picture of them or their idea of them versus the authentic yeah, them. Mm-hmm. And they you want to accept that person as they are. And it's like, that's not even you. Like, right. you so you, so, you so you're trying to present yourself with no fault. You're just the perfect person. People do. And then the piggyback off of like what she said on top of people not wanting to show you who they are. I think that our generation has a thing with everybody want love, but don't know how to love. So it's like kind of a thing where we get ourselves into like these situations where it's not, we don't care about the person that we're with. It's not that like, we don't want to be with them, but sometimes it's just like, okay, well, I don't know what to do at this point. Like it's complicated. It's hard. They don't talk about this type of stuff. I'm not going to put up with it. So that's why it's like a lot of people don't like commit to people or emotionally attach themselves to people. Or they do that first. They emotionally attach by like having sex and stuff first without even knowing if the person is somebody that you want to share your being with. How do I feel like, you know, you're worthy of, you know, being in my space and you can't even do the just general things of being partner. I think that's just part of being a woman in the beginning because women attach that emotion right away in the relationship with men don't. That's exactly what I was getting ready to say. Do you think that relationships are complicated nowadays because men have one idea and women have another? So as... Definitely. Definitely. So I want to get each perspective. So when women get into a relationship, I think, and, and I don't know because I'm not young anymore, so do you get into relationships, you meet a guy, you guys are dating or seeing each other for two or three weeks. Are you thinking that this is a relationship and it's um, exclusive? Ladies. No, not at all. No, not after two not or three all. weeks. No. no but I That's too that soon. Women have the tendency to not date most people at one time. Mm-hmm. Usually women yeah. be like, oh, we talking, we together, we cool. And men be like, yeah, I can only see you on Tuesdays, on Thursday. I get like, they already got it planned out that they're right. like, not they, exclusively and women are there like opposites. I don't think it's... A- <laughs> and, so, and so that's what I mean by, and that's what I mean by exclusive. Well, see, women have a tendency of attaching... I don't think we realize it. I don't think we realize it. We'd be like, oh, you're not dating me exclusively. I think a large part of the issue is that women are long-term thinkers. We think very far into the future. Men are, sorry, I don't mean to offend, but men are not <laughs> capable of thinking And this long-term. is just opinion. At, at so, least with, right. yeah, true, true. This, this is, is my just own a, perspective. Right, mm-hmm. so don't, no one get offended. We're, we're just trying to put really what's out there. What's really going on? Go ahead, Imani. Yeah, I just think that men are not capable of thinking long-term, at least when it comes to a partner or a relationship, until they reach that point where they've been with a girl for one to two years, and they're like, oh, I can finally see myself with her for the rest of my life. This is my life partner. In the immediate, women are checking for those things like more early mm-hmm. and sooner, but men don't look that far into that. At least that's not what I think. I agree with that. So I would say that women when we meet somebody yes they may be attractive but we're looking at who they are as a person versus mm-hmm. men are looking at them and being like oh she's cute then i'll get to know her <laughs> right and it's just like we do that from the very beginning like that's our yeah it's like a checklist right. yeah like what are you checking? right at the top of the list so after we check that off we could chill for a minute till we get to all of the other <laughs> stuff am i wrong young man can we hear from you is that what you look at when you meet a young lady what are you thinking we want to hear from you. So we know what women are thinking when they think meet a guy and they're cute. We're thinking long terms. Let's leave the qualities in them. Guys, what are you thinking when you see a young lady that that's pretty or that catches your eye? In my opinion, when we like I'll say when I was younger, 
um, a couple years ago. <laughs> um, I was thinking, you know, at the early stages of kind of like getting serious with relationships, it was more, I, I don't think I ever really thought too long term. It, it was definitely like I, I saw the checklist, like you was talking about. And, you know, I was like, all right, this might be something. But this was after like a month, two months of talking. Like this wasn't all right or real. Right. Okay. So, so having a relationship, I didn't have too many in the beginning. But once I realized, you know, once I got more mature, which I feel like women are already like yeah. born with that mature relationship <laughs> sense. Yep. I, I realized I was like, okay, you know what? I, I definitely need to make sure that this is something I want long term. Like it, it just had to be something. I had to stop assuming that she already knew that I wasn't really serious in the beginning. And I think mm-hmm. that's that's part of the issue right there. Right. So, and, so and we're not exactly. upfront with our feelings anyway. Right. We already know no. going so, in. This is we gonna okay. mess around for a little bit. Hold up. We just gonna we we're just here what? messing around. Gonna... We're not serious. It's gonna take us a while to get there. And yeah, right. I think women and I are think born that's with the, that. And so that's what I was gonna ask him. So he talked about later, but I'm talking about initially. Initially, when yeah, you see yeah, a girl. So what are you thinking? What what are guys? What is so? We're gonna generalize here. What are what do you think most guys are thinking when they see a girl? And I, so first and foremost, I definitely do feel like the concept of dating isn't normalized. A lot of people don't know what it means to be dating someone. And as far as guys, when they see a good-looking girl, they're probably gonna be. I'm gonna be honest with you. What's in their heads? Saying, how am I going to get this girl in bed? That's initially the first thought of a guy, right? Until you take that time to actually get to know that person, get to know what it is that she wants, communicating uh, everything from the jump. So later on, there's, there are no complications, right? Everyone knows what's going on. Oh, uh, you're right. Do you even think that you want to get to know that person? Because initially, you said your initial thought is, how can I get her in bed, right? Right. And right. so you're going, to, you're going to play that game however long it takes, right? What are your continual thoughts? Like, what are you thinking? Like, how long is it going to take? Oh, man, I'm still looking for the next one. Like, we need to know where the relationship gap is missing. So what are you thinking? So for me, I feel as though men don't really want to get in relationships because they don't know how to be vulnerable. I feel like in order for you to be in a relationship, you have to be open and vulnerable with the other person about your feelings, about how you feel about certain things. So I feel like that's what a disconnect is. Until that man is mature enough, confident enough in, in himself to actually be open about himself, then that's when he will be ready to be in that relationship. And that's where that connection will come together. Until then... It's, it's kind of dead. I think I so. Also, I also feel that, you know, commitment is a big issue with men. <laughs> like, I, I really, I honestly feel that way. Um, Because a lot of guys will not commit. Like, they'll, they'll say, like, you'll probably have a conversation with the female. And literally, it'll be like, okay, well, we doing this, we doing this, cool. And it's like, if she doesn't react, it's like, okay, well, I'm cool. I'm doing what, what up. He's not committed to like literally taking that step until it's like something maturity. It, it really is maturity. It, I it think that, that I think going back to the commitment, now that's what I was about to talk about too. The commitment is to actually commit to that responsibility of being in a relationship. A lot of people don't understand that being in a relationship is responsibility. You have to show up every day and you have to be held responsible. You have to hold somebody responsible and you have to be held accountable. And that's uncomfortable coming from in an age of freedom, single, and then with the social media, 
that's a big shift to go from not having to answer to somebody to having to, you know, because of that responsibility. Like a lot of people don't like to take on that responsibility. Be like, oh, we're not there. Yeah, we cool. We can kick. We friends, but I'm not responsible for you. You're not responsible for me. So we can do whatever we want to. So that that's the disconnect. I feel like it's like until someone actually wants to take on responsibility, then we won't. It won't ever. You know, I mean, it's a choice. This is like an everyday choice. It's not like one day you you make that commitment to you know responsibility, and then like it just magically continues to be concrete throughout your relationship. No, it's like every single day you have to commit, 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 commit. Like, oh, you have to put your time. So you say commit, commit, commit. So guys, are you saying that the reason why relationships really aren't working or you're not into it is because women want to commit too early. You think that's part of it? I feel like women just want to find love in some kind of way. <laughs> Honestly, right. I feel like that's why, right. that's why women and I think to commitment. It's like, because they're watching these romantic yes. movies and they, they want this so bad. relationship. So bad. Yeah. It's like, they'll take anybody. Oh, no, you're cute. Oh, okay. Uh, it's it's a month in, two months in. Oh, I want you to be my boyfriend. Yeah. Right. I want love from you. Like so you don't you even fir first of all, you don't even know me. Yeah, it's like right. they, they already right. envision this stuff before it even happens. Right. It's so like I'm thinking the future. So we be interjecting ourselves into their lives from like, oh, I think right. I'm that person. <laughs> but I think the very clear thing that I've taken away from like just meeting people with having conversation will eliminate it all. What's your intention? Yeah. If your exactly. intention you know, aligns with what I'm looking for. We can cut this, or we can just and say no. And but are you gonna? But for a male, you're going to be honest in the conversation. We're gonna do whatever to get whatever they need or want. Well, that's in business too, so it really just takes the type of person that you are. Our objectives aren't gonna align if you lie. Like one of us. <laughs> oh, that's, that's that's fact. Fact. But you can also tell what their intentions are by their actions. They can say absolutely. Yes. There you go. And the thing is, girls don't want to. Girls don't want to look at the actions and like listen. So I just wanted to go back to Jeremy's point about vulnerability and like men not being comfortable enough with themselves first and foremost to be vulnerable with a woman because that's something that I've come to value like more than almost anything else in like a relationship or a man. First of all, you have to be able to be comfortable with yourself to then be comfortable with me and be vulnerable with me and open with me about what's going on about what you're feeling. Just like, and it doesn't even have to be about like love and everything, but just be vulnerable about your familial situation, your friends, your work life. And I'm not saying this has to come right off the bat, right? Like you have to break down those barriers with people, but it just seems like way too often in 2020 and 2019, you know, in our age, Men are not willing to be vulnerable, and that's just something that I can't. But, but no, do because you I think, think it shows. I think from ooh, a male's ooh, perspective, ooh, ooh, ooh. it shows a sign of weakness if, if I'm vulnerable. I'm supposed to be strong, and this is what society has put on us. We're supposed to always be strong. So how can I be strong for you if I'm showing you weakness? But or vulnerable? All right, but listen, check this out. Like that's cool with the vulnerability and stuff. All right, whatever. But like. What about the trust issues with these broken women? Oh. Kisa, hold on, Kisa. Like, you talking about vulnerability, you talking about breaking down barriers. How are we going to continue to work towards breaking down barriers and you still got these deep-rooted issues from bro from sixth grade? From yeah. bro and, and if I could just say something, if I could just say something, and I think when you say broken women, 
you know, we probably shouldn't use that term, but the point is that the reason, oh, but the reason why the, the reason why you get the sense that they're broken women is because again, I think as women early on, we want these relationships so bad. We want a boyfriend and we want to find love. And we think that finding a boyfriend and then when he breaks your heart, because he's not looking for what you're looking for, we take that on to the next relationship. First and foremost, as women, we need to stop carrying the old relationship into the new relationship. But don't men do too though. When I said broken women, men do like, too. I yeah. would say broken yeah. people, but women. But I think a lot uh, the reason why a well, lot of women It's really both. Go ahead. It, it, is, it both. is both. It happens with men later when they right. do become exactly. vulnerable and then therefore they're not open for the next girl. So then, like Imani was saying, I want you to be vulnerable. But then guys say, hey, I played that vulnerable card and then I got hurt. So I'm not doing actually, that again. Actually, I'm not going to lie. I, I actually been through a situation like that. Um, One of my first, like, real relationships in college, it was like, I, you know, me being open, it was like they didn't care enough. And it was like, okay, well, shoot, if I'm expressing my feelings, you know, and you're not even showing me any type of, you know, comfort or anything, and shoot, I did drag that out to the next relationship and it did hurt me and hindered me because it affected her. So it was just like a back and forth thing. And then literally after that, I had to self-love. I had to find myself again because it was just more like, okay, well, being vulnerable is necessary. But at mm -hmm. the same time, the other person has to be just as uh, willing to be vulnerable too or you know, accept mm -hmm. like but you went more into a pro uh, protective mode from the first yes. relationship. Right. Yes. So you like, okay, I'm going to put up these barriers. So he, right. So, right. But exactly. like, we get that We get that way because once you get hurt, you don't like that feeling. You're not going to want to go back to that particular thing again. All right. So if, right. if this person hurt me, I'm going to go in putting up all the protection mm -hmm. and I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going to give all of myself. I'm right. just going to just take it step by step. So women, do you all do that? So it was more so like, okay, so we're talking about the vulnerability and everything like that. And then Maya said something very important. Like people, first you need to do the self work on yourself, right? Okay. You need to do the work on yourself before you ever get into a relationship with somebody else, right? And so going back to the women of how they so forward thinking, right? They will overlook the self progression and the journey of self development in the man for his potential. And then that yeah. starts out in a rocky thing. Well, I feel like when it comes to relationships, just going back to the beginning, Social media just glorifies certain things, well, glorifies relationships. But to me, we lack compromise, which we were talking about now. Like, nobody is willing to give they all or just give a little bit of their joke in relationships. It's always, to me, in relationships, it's always one-sided, or not one-sided, but a per one person has more of a voice than the next. Yeah. So I like, when one person feel like they don't, they, they're not being heard, then literally everything goes downhill. Because, obviously, I mean, it's, girls, boys, whoever in relationships, but then everybody have their own personality. Everybody is like their own selves. Everybody come with baggage. It don't even got to be negative. I mean, they just come with something. Right. So I just feel like it's just a lack of compromise. I want to piggyback on what J something Jason said, right? Mm -hmm. So pretty much uh, with self-development, right? It, it, it really doesn't make sense. At least for me, it really doesn't make sense to go try to try to go find something with someone else, try to go figure them out when you don't even know yourself, right? right. I know for me personally, I won't I won't necessarily jump into something with a woman because I know I'm not right within myself and I know I'm not going to put myself in a position where I wouldn't be able to give this woman, right, this my significant other, you know, 100%. And why would I put someone through that? It wouldn't be fair, right? But so until I find myself, until I know I can cater to a woman uh, how I'm supposed to, 
then I just won't put myself in that position. Like college students, people out of college or whatever are trying to rush that because they feel like they're missing something or they laid on something. It's just like we 22, 23, 24, 25, but we feel like we're missing out on something, which is, I don't know, because we're in our early 20s, but life seems like it's moving fast. Growing up, it's always, it was always in your 20s, you're going to graduate college, be in your career, make all your money, have your kids, be married. And, and then like, reality slapped you, right? And then it's like, right, like who told us that? <laughs> the things that you watch, the movies that you see, your parents say this, your everything, everything yeah, shapes I, I your, like your, it's it's your paradigm. It's yeah, your, I, like when y'all got married, y'all was getting married at 20. So y'all did get married young compared to our generation. Oh, for sure. In this, this age group probably would have been married by now. We were young. I want to go back to what Chris said with, you know, he already knows within himself um, that he's not going to subject a woman to his lack of personal development, right? And a lot of men feel like that. But a lot of men also use it as a scapegoat. A lot of men also use it as an excuse. And a lot of men don't let them let that stop them from getting intimate with women. Oh, for sure. And that's what leads to misconceptions of how you actually feel. Yes, I agree. While men are able to say, like, oh, I'm not ready for a relationship, I know that there are things that I have to work on by myself, they don't use that when it comes to sex. Which oh, no. I guess, you know, some people can separate the two. That's fine. Men can. Women have a problem with that. Men don't have a problem with separating sex. Women. That's a generalization. <laughs> it is a generalization. I said something, and it made me think about how she was saying nobody wants to admit or nobody wants to trust anybody. Like, it made me think about how in past situations, everybody in a relationship now, sorry, be on guard. Yeah. Like, everybody on guard. And I know that I'm on guard. So apparently the dude must be on guard too. Maybe if everybody just let their guard down, everybody get experience like love. She said no. <laughs> I think this generation is complicating relationships just from what you guys are thinking in your head. I want to go back to that because my current relationship, I prayed that into existence. I manifested it, attracted it, whatever it may be said. And my old relationship before that, I did the same thing. So what you're thinking about when you're by yourself, if you're thinking, oh, every men ain't nothing, yada, yada, yada. You're just bringing that more into yourself. And that's with anything in life. And then the thing is, I don't know if you guys, you know, are spiritual or believe in God or whatever, but you need to believe in something. So with that, you have to be very, very, very specific Think about what it is that you want in out of this partner, out of this relationship, and it'll be attracted to you. And that's it. And that's it. And really, that's really what it boils down to. If you want somebody to be patient with your personal development, then you you praying, you thinking about, you writing down what you actually want in a partner, someone who's patient with my personal development. You want somebody who's not gonna waste your time, it's not hurt, don't have daddy issues, you writing that down. You want somebody that's tall and you know petite, you writing that down. You want someone short and thick, you writing that down. You writing everything down, you thinking on these things, that's actually what you want, and it'll become, you know what I'm saying? That's just what it is. We kind of manifest things that have nothing to do with our purpose and our future, and we kind of create this person in our mind sometimes. Uh, and it's like, that may not be who God, if that's what we're... God, right, it, wants us to be with. Yeah, in perspective, where you are now, may, obviously it's not going to be where you are in five years. Mm -hmm. Like, the person you just dated before, the last person, probably is not the person you need to be with in five more years. Also, I think the perspective of where you are mentally, physically, emotionally, and, like, all the stuff that you go through to then be who Make you a need to decision. be yeah. yeah, and I think it's also about being equally yoked. And I don't think equally yoked is, like, finances, I, well, this is what I've learned. Equally yoked to me now is more so about mindset. Like, how do you think? What are your core values of who you are? And ideally, I would like to have some of those other things, and maybe we'll grow into them. But if we're talking about, like, how you're going to be a father to my children, that ain't got nothing to do with money. If we're talking about how you'll provide, how you'll be emotionally aware. Do you clean up? Do you, right. Are you a partner? 
That stuff don't have nothing to do with the things that I think we try to put at the forefront. So then when you come back to the real life, you'd be like, oh, they don't care about my feelings. They don't care about like longevity or (laughs) partnership. It's just like, you know, you have to kind of see those things. And we, we as women don't take time sometimes to get to see those things. Before we say, oh, this is a relationship. He ain't even relationship worthy, but we gonna, you know, jump into it. And vice versa for me. And I think sometimes it's like, oh, she got a, you know, nice shape. Ah, uh, we gonna. You're thinking two different things. And then when it doesn't work out, you're upset because you're thinking it's something that it's really not. Do you think that because girls come into relationships, when they meet a guy, they're actually looking for relationships. That is what kind of like guys are running from or turns them off or what's going on? When people are looking for relationships now, I think people just want to be with somebody. Mm-hmm. Don't nobody want to be alone. A lot of young though, I don't know why. Yeah, that's true. And that's I true. feel like because it's I just, it's like... just started to be the norm, like being with somebody. And then, like I, I said, like depending on your age, the older you are, and you don't have a man, or not even with, like, haven't been with somebody for some years, or not even almost pregnant, then you like almost <laughs> fail. You're not saying that that's what I'm looking for. I don't care. But it's like, what are you really doing with your life? Then you got people talking to your energy when you're by yourself. You're thinking like, dang, like, why am I not here? But personally, I don't know what the rush is for, though, because I feel like the way we're describing the men now, some females think that way as well. Like, I don't want to be rushed into a situation. I would tell a, tell a man who, like, want to talk to me, want to pursue me, this is what I'm on, this is what I don't want. Like, if I'm in the dating... Me personally, the data stage is I'm not talking to nobody. Nobody is a man. I'm talking to multiple. I will tell them that. And if they still want to continue to talk to me, that's okay. If they don't, that's Stop. even that's better because now it's multiple people that I have to deal with. Why do I want to deal with multiple people at once? Because I want to. So I'm going to say this. you saying, like, what's the rush, right? So I say the rush comes from the things you see on social media. You see people in relationships. It's the same thing with success, right? Everything, really. When you come out of school, it's like, what's the rush on trying to go right into your field? But you see everybody living their lives or or portraying whatever they want to portray on Instagram, which is not even that glamorous. It's like, man, I should be doing this, right? Now you start overthinking. Now you're doubting yourself. Like, oh, why? Why aren't I here? Why aren't I there? Like, why? Why don't I have somebody in my life, blah, blah, blah. It's like all of that comes from the things that you see on social media. Yeah, yeah, you're looking outside of yourself. You're not even really being true with yourself. We can talk about the complications of relationship, but if we go back to the root of what the real problem is, I think it's all about self-love. I don't think you think of that when you go into a relationship. If you don't know how to love yourself, how are you going to tell someone else how to treat you, how to love you? how to appreciate you. If you're settling for this guy who you know when you meet him is not the quality person that you want, what are we attracting to ourselves? So people say, well, how do I get that perfect guy? Well, are you the perfect girl? Are you demonstrating in your life what you want? So I want to hear from you guys. Do you realize that self-love is the start of a good relationship? Yes. (laughs) I'm not looking for no one-word answers. (laughs) <laughs> what do you what do you think? The relationship you have is with yourself. And so what do you think about it? Sometimes so we can't see our faults. Start. 
That's where the foundation. Absolutely. And that's that's why we get that's that's why we have get into relationships, then we see it didn't work. Now you have to like self-reflect on why it didn't work for just you and then also you seeing what you didn't like in the other person. Again, do you think that's what people did you stop and reflect? What did I do wrong? What you wow, self-reflect I was or did in you that relationship? No, afterwards, no, after it failed. I, right, right, Every, I feel like I reflect, like, or did you reflect on them? They did no, this, I, they I, did I, that. I think I think I think this this generation is a lot more self-aware than previous generations. I feel like everyone has already said that self-love is the the, the key. Yeah, and, saying it and doing it is two different things. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like at least at least we're saying it. like you feel me. Previous yeah. generations, like you know, your generation, your your parents' generation, like they wouldn't even speak on stuff like this. So just like being there, we're already that far more like you know aware. But as far as for myself, definitely like. I'm one of that person like, okay, this didn't work. What did that teach me? And like, as I'm going along my relationship, more and more of myself is being revealed to like what I actually need to work on. When that, when it comes up, either you're going to grow through it or like y'all going to stop. Like, is that either the- it's a deal breaker or you just going to, you going to keep working through it. Is that why those relationships did not work? Is because, or yeah, those situations. <laughs> I feel like that, that those didn't work because nobody was willing to grow. And that's where we start though. That's why we rush into relationships in the fifth grade, sixth grade high school. And then we carry what we thought a relationship was into college. And those past <laughs> relationships and those past things that we learned and picked up and, and said, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to do that anymore. We're carrying those those on. The image that they're having, that you all have in your head, you have to create it from within. You won't have complicated relationships if you start I, loving yourself and attracting to you what you want. I feel like it's like two different people, um, two different types of people. One, the one that we're, we're trying to talk about right now, the person who understands like it's self-love or the other person who gets out of a relationship and looks for another relationship to feel like that will heal them. But a lot of people don't want to talk about constantly getting into relationships because they feel like they can fix it by getting with somebody new. But it's never it's never talked about because people, it's a lot of people who do it. People get in a relationship after relationship, and it affects the, the new person, the new relationship, because the person who continues to do it is isn't even fixing themselves. So it's like, it's like a toxic. And you right. take, you yep. keep taking yourself to these relationships and you keep bringing all these problems. And every time you go to a new relationship, you bring an additional baggage from the past relationships to it. Exactly. So it's doomed from the beginning. Well, I'm kind of the opposite, right? I was in a long-term relationship from the age of 17 to 20. You know, in the moment, it felt like this all-consuming thing that was just so important and such a priority in my life. But if I'm looking back on it, like, there were elements of self-love, right? There were standards and guidelines that I held him to, but there were there was also a lot, you know, there were a lot of things that I accepted from him that were not reflective of the love that I have for myself. And I can, you know, I can look back on that now as a 26-year-old and say, oh, you know, I know that these were his flaws, but these were also my flaws. And that was something that took a long time because for the longest, I just wanted to blame him for the, the downfall and he cheated and he this, he that, but it did take me developing and growing into a woman and taking some time away from relationships and saying, no, I'm going to spend this time to get to know myself and get to learn what I like and what I don't like. And at that point, I learned like, oh, well, actually, you weren't the best girlfriend that you could have been in that situation. (laughs) You can love yourself as much as you want until your self-love is tested. And that's when you know, are you going to stay with this person or are you not? Because like you said, and especially, of course, men, that's all I date. They're going to do whatever you allow. So it's until you you have a point 
to be like, mm, that doesn't really align with how I think, or that doesn't make me feel good, or that doesn't so and so. That's when your self love is truly tested. And that's when you really grow as a person because you have to cut people off or decide I'm not gonna accept that you know behavior, or you're not gonna talk to me like that. Or, I don't like the way this makes me feel. And if that person can have the conversation, it then leaves you to a place of. Am I going to love myself or am I going to love you? Your generation talks about self-love and you talk about your standards and what you're not going to accept. But then, like you said, Maya, when you get down to it and it's tested, do you really love yourself enough to say, hey, I'm worthy of more? Guys, too. Guys, too. Do I love myself enough to just say, okay, that's just that's just who she is or that's who they are? Listen, listen, I've come across a lot of people recently and. That whole question is, at what point are you going to want more? I think your generation are accepting things that you really don't want from people. Accept what you get. And that's not acceptable. Right. <laughs> Since you talk about foundation and self-love from like fifth and sixth grade relationships, I think that's built like at home. Stuff that a lot of us have may have never seen is now being, you know, carried over, like you said, into our... our um adult lives because some of us have not seen certain things so we either or we have seen certain things so you think that enduring or staying with somebody is yeah. some of us have never seen things or have seen things and we try to emulate those things because you know we young and impressionable so it's like i think also creating that foundation of self-love is important and i was going to ask you as parents how do you do that because i i this is me un unmarried un un Without children, <laughs> would you guys give some input? You mean on self-love? That's that's a very good question. As, as you're putting your family together and you're picking someone, all right? So when I met Tina, I knew right away that she was going to raise the family the way that I would want it to be raised, okay? You know, how you have that image or something, you know? Because I, I dated, you know, mess around with a lot of women, but I knew that I definitely don't want to have no kid by this chick, you know, because you know how it's going to be. All right. So I knowing that going in. All right. So I'm just being I'm just being honest. So when I met, I'm like, man, she she could probably do a dynamic job. I mean, together, man, we could really do something on the family side. OK, so as I was raising the kids, I projected myself and everything was I want to say kind of calculated in a sense. I wanted to show them how a man should be, how a man should treat a woman, how, what, what hard work is about. So it was a lot of that. Now you get to a point as young people, you take what you've learned and turn it into your own experiences. You can't right. and foresee everything. And every relationship isn't perfect. We, we went through bumps just like everybody else did, but you try to show love and respect, respect. And, and you know what we, we, we're in the house. I'm going to show you, this is what families do. We have each other's back and we love one another and you respect your, your siblings and, and things of that nature. So when you get out in the relationship, if you, whatever you liked and didn't like about your household, that's what you're going to attract in your relationships. Okay. I didn't like this about my father. So when I get somebody, he's not going to be like this. Oh, he's not going to say this to me because I didn't like when my father said this to me. I didn't like when my mother said this to me. So now you already coming in with a chip on your shoulder with your relationship and you haven't even started 17, 18. You don't even know what a relationship is. You think you do, but you don't. So as you're learning, you have to learn yourself and, and, and discover yourself. And then that's when you become a better person. We try to teach our kids self-love. I always tell my kids, if you don't know who you are, when you, you know, grow up and get out in the world, people are always going to try to define you. And if you don't know who you are, you will fall for the okie doke. 
But it doesn't mean that what you teach your kids, once they get out into the world, they're going to see things differently. It's all going to, at that point, start to form according to your perception and what you want. What are your values? What are your morals? What are your standards? What am I willing to accept as a person? Because as a parent, we can always look at you and say, hey, that person's not right for you. But you're going to say, this is who I want to be with. I think with self-love, it starts with yourself. Your parents can give you a lot, but I think it starts with you. Learning some of those things that you were taught also, I think. So for me, right. being in a, a household that was married, you see them enduring certain things. So you think that you're supposed to endure certain things as well. Child, and be like, we're not married. I don't have to endure. Exactly. And I think that's the part that gets lost is that we're not married. And I think, so to go back to like a money, I was in a long-term relationship. We weren't married. We were together for seven, six years, seven years. And in my mind, you act as though you're married. You're doing things as though you're married. Then you sit back and be like, well, what is this? I'm making all these sacrifices and compromises and enduring because that's what I've been told or shown. Mm -hmm. But it'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. That ain't it. (laughs) Part of that process is what I was going to say. It is, right. Because you have to find your own own way. I came from uh, a single parent uh, household. So I had a loving father and a loving mother. They just weren't together. But I didn't want that for my kids. But but had I picked the wrong person, it could have been detrimental mm-hmm. because in my mind going in, this is what I wanted. As a kid, this is what I wanted. Yeah. But if I picked the wrong person, I'm standing in a relationship and it's, it may not be best for me for the kids because of what my image is of what I wanted. Do you think that understanding your background plays a part in the complication of your relationships? And I think what society you live in and what society you want to be a part of, I think people forget that as well. Like, I'll start with just like you said, you want a two-parent household. You wanted to, like, get just your fundamental thought processes of how things work. About even, like, sharing the household work or who's going to clean up or who's going to, how we going to do finances? Are you cool with a a joint bank account? Do you want me to have my own money on the side? Or are kids going to go to private school? Am I going to homeschool? X, Y, and Z, I think it's just all about your background as far as what you want and making sure that aligns with other people. And I think also it has to do with the people that surround you and what they put, put inside of you. I agree with that. Um, Literally like everything that we grew up looking at noticing just from other families that weren't in our intermediate family, like your right. uncle, things, like my uncle had 13 children. Mm. I did not want, I do not want to have 13 <laughs> children, right? All of those, just all those experiences, seeing your cousins dealing with their parents, whoever, you know, things of that nature. You you know what you've been dealing with in your intermediate household, but looking on the outside, okay, what else probably that you didn't have that somebody else probably had in their household? Things play a part. It shapes what you. you it does. Shape. Yeah, everything plays a part. So I feel like just having those experiences will shape up what you're expecting to have in your uh, relationship, marriage, family, future. Yeah. Right. Can I also add to that as well? So pretty much piggybacking off what both of you guys said, I definitely agree. And I'll just even talk about my own self because I grew up in a single parent household, right? Loving mother, but family just wasn't so strong, right? But me also being able to grow up in, uh, um, around my best friend and his family and seeing how his family is huge, seeing how they have, you know, they gather around for holidays, this, that, and the third, seeing, you know, getting that visual representation of a, of a you know, both parent household, that allowed me to kind of visualize how I wanted to, you know, my future to be as far as like with my significant other. Is your background shaping your relationships, maybe causing issues or flourishing your relationships? Yeah, I think um, like 
how you grow up, where you came from, your house you grew up in does play a big part because we see, males and females, we see what's expected and like what's acceptable. Your mom and your dad been um, staying in the same house, whole, but they like, they not together, but they stand together for the kids. Mm -hmm. Like, is that acceptable? Is that not? You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, that's confusing. Do you think that your dad's, how mm -hmm. by you having several siblings, has that shaped your background and your how you view your relationship going forward? Um, because I still had a relationship with my dad, that's my biological dad, and I'm looking at him as one of the male figures in my life. That is some things that he does or some, you know, traits that he has that I didn't want my boyfriend to have. You know, it, it was some things that I was looking for. But growing up with the man in the home in the house with me, uh, my stepdad, he was like he was the it factor. He was the it the it guy. So like whatever he was, I wanted that. Right. Like I I want a provider. I want you know, us to be equal. I want it to be family oriented. I want that. So I feel like your background does shape you because that's the first thing you see. So I feel like back to females jumping to commitment or like, like to be commit committed too soon. Mm -hmm. I feel like it starts in the house, in your home. Like if that's what we see, that's what we will expect. Making it seem negative. But, but then at the same time, we still say women know what they know what they want, but men don't. And not say nobody's at fault, but like, you know, I, I think like men know what they want. Like, they just don't want it as soon. No, they don't. Or they don't want it with you. <laughs> there and you go. Like, <laughs> carry on. Like, you just got to, I think what I've learned in this space is being willing to let go. We're talking to the young generation, though, or whatever, younger than us. But then, you know, every female is different, though. Some people, you know, come from seeing their mom and dad together to go out, find a guy, oh, I see a future with him. Because we're not dating, but if you hang around a person, even if you meet him in school, he has everything I'm looking for. Then, you know, when you try that, you put all your eggs in one basket. Then when it don't work out, then your heart is broken. Do what's because comfortable, keep it, hold on. It's, it's what makes you feel comfortable and supported at that time. Like, I have just, you know, been like, no, you make me feel comfortable and you don't. And I'm going to eliminate you, keep you in the space. And if you date multiple people, other people that make you feel, you know, good, it just be like, all right, this is how we're going to move along because I'm not going to put all my eggs in one basket. So the good thing about this generation is I think you guys are talking more, talking to one another more. You guys are, are talking more up front with your mate than in the past. I asked about background is because if my background shaped me and Jason's background shaped him, if it's not working, sometimes you have to understand what happened in their background? Who are they as a person? What shaped their idea of what a relationship is? And how can this person and myself understand so that the relationship can work? Yes and no, because if they're not going to be vulnerable, you ask these questions and you kind of got to just like take it as is and, and move on. Because if, if I'm asking you questions about your background, your upbringing, why do you think this way? And you can't disclose that information. We can't even move to the next step of being in a relationship because you can't even tell me who you are. You can't even, you know, disclose it. If, even if it's just basic stuff, like, oh, I like to go here and don't like to go there. Okay, well, why? Tell me why. And it's like, oh. And yeah. I feel like with that, how, how soon is too soon to start, like, telling your personal? Because, I mean, because at the end of the day, that is steps. Like, you meet a, like, you meet a person, you at the mall, you, you see a guy, you, like, you go up there, you know, ask for his number or vice versa. But then, you know what I'm saying, you don't just start being like, okay, right. how many symptoms you have? You say with your mom? Yeah. I feel like, like that's I, the I'm, best I'm learning that now. Like, oh, you know, listen to the guys. Wow. You feel me? Literally. So I say be vulnerable, like, from the jump. Like, 
like, what were you, you saying? You pretty much know what it is when, you know, going forward. I mean, Jeremy, Jeremy like that anyway, though. And yeah. yeah, I feel like most people, um, most guys, the, us having our best relationships probably started out from us, you know, literally learning everything about you know, the relationship or not the relationship, the, the other person at the beginning. I mean, <laughs> really having that long conversation, you know, just bobbing out, you know, feeling each other as far as like, you know, mentally, that mental space is, is important. So I feel like, you know, being vulnerable in the beginning is is really creates a great either friendship or relationship. And and so, Keisha, I understand what you're saying about how soon is too soon to let people know everything. But I do think that when you meet someone, I think up front, male and female, they should ask themselves, what do I want in this relationship right now? I feel like you're just being open. It, um, it's like you go into to situations not really expecting anything. I feel like that's that's when you really get like the most out of it. You feel what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. uh, I say, I think that's what people go wrong and that's how people get hurt, I feel like. So Good if job. you go in not really expecting anything, you know, then it will be grow to something great or, or not. We Either dropping way, some nuggets you're, you're here, guys. So I would agree with that. Piggyback off of that, I think a lot of people don't get it time give enough time to like get to know people and actually connect with them so it may be for friendship it may be for business it may be for whatever the case may be but you can't even see if they're what type of person they'll be in your life if you don't even give it time to to blossom to to get to know them like you said gym kind of fall out as they may as you go along different situations different scenarios like it just fits where it's gonna be and another thing is even when you fall out with somebody, right, you shouldn't take it personal. Right. You feel me? Like, you really shouldn't take things personal. That's when you're getting your feelings about certain things. And just, just take it as it is. Like, really don't take anything personal and just move on. Yeah, because life and, is and a process. Really anything in life, to be honest. Yeah, I mean. I was just going to say, um, just to kind of pick back up what Jeremy said, don't even take it personal. Either, whether that person comes to your life, they're either going to be a blessing or a lesson. Oh, that's exactly. Cool. Yeah, they're in your life for a reason. So you need to get whatever it is and for whatever season they're or there. Or season. Right. And then let it go. Who wants to give us some uh, past nuggets? Give us some experience that you've had, what you took from it, and what you can give somebody else to take from it. The number one thing you want to stay away from in all relationships is um, invalidating people's feelings. Mm. What do you mean by that? How do I invalidate someone's feelings? Gaslighting. Let's go with Yeah, that. thank you. Gaslighting. Absolutely. Okay. 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 Yeah. Because sometimes we don't realize that's what it is. And it's like, yeah. Like, oh, you're doing that, and I can acknowledge that, and we're not gonna allow this to happen. So it's, it's gaslighting. Absolutely. So gaslighting is when you try to alter somebody's reality. Like that didn't happen. That didn't happen. It'd be like, no, I was there. It did happen. And once you do that enough, you kind of just mm-hmm. change who they are. You kind of create their reality for them. Put it like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so if your so if your partner, the person who you're dating right now, is gaslights you, I don't have one. Go ahead. Right. Right. <laughs> just, just, so, what do people do though? So, if if people are in a relationship right now, and and the partner they're with does that. What do they do? So if, if people are invalidating your feelings, they're not going to stop. It's, it's, it's basically saying it's not that big of a deal. You're tripping. And you address it initially. Right. Yeah, and I was just about to say that. Allowing it to continue to happen and your voice is not heard and they make you right. feel be a woman or man. Right. Exactly. Right. Also, racism, too. Uh, racism. You can be gaslit and racism, I feel like, right? You can be no? gaslit. Ma'am, you cussed me out. And- <laughs> right, right, right. So, like, just in, like, exactly invalidating, like, you know, oh, it didn't really mean that much. Oh, what I did really didn't affect you that much. 
It's like if I'm telling you it did, then it did. So period. You still allow it in your relationship because you think that that's cool and you've seen it and so you've internalized it, or you be like, nah, let me just watch that. Know? And then you just gotta balance it. And I think just addressing mm-hmm. things as they come in a relationship because if you don't, you start being somebody that you ain't. But being like considered of other people's feelings, like, is that the same thing? No. No. No, no. no. People think it's like a prereq, it's like a pre thing. It's it's a a difference. Let me let me consider her, but like afterwards, it's like this is what you did. It's more accountability. Absolutely. So yeah, I would say that being considerate of other people's feelings. It was big for me because I feel like people in my life are very aggressive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I feel I'm used to it. So I'm always like trying to be on guard to not be too aggressive because you also overcompensate for when your your feelings aren't considered, I believe. So you're like, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm gonna consider my own feelings. I'm gonna tell you how I feel apart. Like you ain't even get a present do nothing wrong you just immediately said this has gonna be a necessity so i think exactly. that as well can be a negative and a positive so males do you think women can be a little aggressive or a little forthcoming in conversations that maybe you're not comfortable with like sometimes it may kind of push you away no, I, I really wanted to answer that i want no, you to okay go ahead what i meant is that sometimes women can um be more open to speak their minds than men do you think that's a turnoff or do you appreciate that or how do you approach that? That was kind of like my question. Uh, for me and my past relationship, you know, looking back on it, I really didn't look that deep into it. Like I just thought she was just expressing her feelings or whatnot. But I realized now that that is, you know, really important. It's like she didn't like something and she said it right then and there. But the person I was then didn't know how to handle that. I wasn't being considerate of her feelings. I would just say, I'll gaslight her or, or, or whatever the case may be and be like, I wouldn't say, okay, yes, I understand how you feel, blah, 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 but understand that, you know, the reason why I was acting that way is because this, 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 and this, and then, like, now we can work on a solution. Like, what can we do better next time? Like, that's that's what I learned from my past relationship. One of the things. I would just say I think I've learned to be authentic to myself and what truly makes me happy. And I feel like I've gotten caught up in like, oh, I'm going to be a good person. So I'm going to do other people. And it's not just in a relationship, like in platonic relationships as well. Oh, I'm going to do this to be a good person. But it's also like if something isn't making you happy, you have to address it. And you have to truly walk in whatever truth that is for you. So for instance, somebody's talking down to you or even just the way that something doesn't feel right. You need to address it and speak up about things because otherwise it's going to continue to happen. And you need to communicate in a way that is receptive on both ends. I would just say definitely be authentic to what you really truly want. I think that takes some oversight in your life to be like, this is where I want to be. This is the person that I want to be. Your actions and behaviors and what you allow has to contribute to your authenticity. Something I learned to value after the only relationship that I've ever been in is like the importance of understanding your partner's love language. Mm. That's something that I didn't consider when I was a high schooler, when I was a college student. But, you know, as an adult woman who's gone through all these experiences, I know for myself, number one, what my love language is. And then I understand the importance of receiving that kind of love from not just my romantic partners, but my family, my friends. Like my love language is quality time. I will shut down on anyone who I feel like is not nurturing that need for me. You know, if I can't get your time, then I can't give you anything. So I think it's important to know that about the person that you're dealing with as well. Like, how do they like to be loved and feed into that? How did you find out about your love language? So I think it was like a newer concept. And maybe my mom introduced it to me or 
maybe I read an article on social media or something, or maybe it was a, a quiz online. Something like that. And there are five. There's words of affirmations, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of kindness, and physical touch. Mm -hmm. And so once I learned, once I took the quiz and I received my score, but then I also this received girl is something to know too. But it's also like I heard that your love language that you have is what you didn't receive growing up from your parents. Ooh. I disagree. Um, I disagree. Man, I disagree one hundred percent. Because by the time you come but, up, you come what, up to your but own. What I, I can tell it. you, but what I can tell you is this. Your love language will change. Yep. Just like we yeah. change as a person in everything we do and we evolve, our love language is going to change. Actually, it changed um, quicker What's than that. What's your love language? Our love language, we took it in, uh, we took it four months difference. Um, we took it and then four, four months, months later, later, we took it. And, and it, was it was totally different. different. Because your perceptions and everything changes. No, no, no. I did mine and he did his. It all depends on where you're at in your life. Exactly. And I think sometimes we have to take the love language lightly. Because what I need right now is not what I'm going to need because I'm not going to be the same person two years from now. Right. So well, your love language is going to change according to your situation and circumstances around you. It makes the relationship more specific. Like if I know exactly, if I study myself mm -hmm. and I study what's compatible with me, I'm going to look for and resonate with that that I know that I deserve. If you don't have that information, you know, in previous you know, generation, like you said, 20 years ago, maybe your decision to get married to my dad would have been differently if you had that information on hand. You feel me? But because we have that, now yeah. we have practice. So you're saying if she got some different information, you wouldn't be here? <laughs> I'm saying if she would have been studied up on relationships and studied up on actually what it takes and, you know, right? If you would have understood that. At, That's you know, impossible, at Brittany. That's impossible. That's impossible. Brittany, I'm the whole bag of chips. I'm the whole bag. I'm the whole bag of chips. That's impossible. I think so, too, but it's somebody who may not like, like, a barbecue chips. He may like plain, and I ain't the one. So, I've come to understand that. True. So right, Exactly. You don't really come with that, that information. You have that, and it's like, it's there. It's up for you to study it or not. So, and, But I think... I I I I think that you guys have the love languages now is a good roadmap. It's it's a good place to start and 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 reflect. We had to do this blindly because our parents weren't talking about relationships. I think we did a good job doing it blindly. Okay, because right. this, this is all I'm just self learn. Okay, all right. <laughs> what you know? What, you what say, are you Brittany? getting from your parents? Your what? parents not talking about nothing. What did he say? Being sarcastic oh, over there. So, so you guys have a good leg up in understanding and reading books because you know we just didn't do that. I mean, what we had is what we had, but and it was just genuine. You meet someone who has not read that book. Your love language, you right? But your love language is important. Your background is important. But my whole point is that you have to learn the person that you're trying to be in the relationship with. So, if you're trying to be in a relationship with this gentleman or this lady and you don't understand where they've come from, you don't understand their background, you don't understand their love language, how is your relationship going to work? That's where it comes to, in the beginning, being vulnerable and being open about who you are, where you come from, and all of that. Right. So we got... We're not going on the So then you spend the $200 hoping that it turns into that, and then if you don't, then you feel some kind of way. How about time? It's an investment. You can't generalize people who are literally telling you what we just said. Exactly. Like, come on, bro. Nah, bro. I'm not. I'm not expecting sex after our first date. I'm not expecting it. Like when it happens, it happens. Yeah. I, don't think it's, I know. I, I, don't think I think no. That's really. That's really. We're going to end the conversation right there for this week. You can tune in next week to pick up the rest of the conversation with our guest. Thank you for tuning in and stay tuned next week. All right. So that's another episode of Love and Beyond the I Do podcast. And remember, we're, we're in, in it to win it. it. 
thanks for listening to this week's episode of Lovin' Beyond the I Do Podcast. Head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Legendary Relationship or visit our website at legendaryrelationship.com. Till next time, remember to make every day count. Count.